Hey, Train 2.0 show listeners, how are you doing today? For me, it's a great sunny day, but I'm hoping that regardless of whether it's a sunny day outside, it's a sunny day inside for you. That's what I'm hoping for with hockey, is that this is fun, this is filled with love, and let's get to it. Now, first off, if you're listening to this and it's May 2018, just be aware that on June 1st, the prices of the membership are heading up to $97 per month or $9.97 per year. And the reason for that is that our members are getting a ton of value. The software that we call the membership area is getting better and better and better to the point where the results players are seeing is just, it's really world changing. This is the year of 10X and we're seeing it. So we need to make an adjustment to the price to reflect that. So if you wanna get the price right now, that is $57 a month, then make sure to sign up ASAP. It's train2.0.com slash membership. And for current members or members that are sticking around at 57 or 47, or I even have some members who started out with lifetime warranties, not warranties, lifetime memberships, and they paid a one-time fee of like 197 and they don't have to pay anything else because I'm really loyal to the people who start with me. And so if, if you're a member right now, locked in at a certain price, your price will never change. I want to thank you guys for your support. And now I want to get to the topic of this podcast, which is how to think like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, Bruce Lee. And interestingly, with giving these, these different thoughts with really advancing hockey, what I've seen is different types of thinkers. And it's helpful to know what kind of a thinker you are in what area or what kind of thinker some people are so that you can identify who to listen to, how to listen to them, how much to take, and for yourself to become a limitless thinker. So the first kind of thinker is an impossible thinker. And the idea with the impossible thinker is they've observed these realities, these mechanics, let's say between exercise and getting in shape. They observe this reality but they literally don't even think it applies to them. So like A, exercise leads to B, getting in shape. And they just think for some reason, it's it's impossible. It just doesn't work. (laughs) That's an impossible thinker. They They just say, you know, we've observed this reality through anecdotes, through evidence, through whatever you want, but it just doesn't apply to me or just doesn't apply to anyone in this situation. These are the people that I kind of make fun of with the magic mechanics idea, because these are the people who are like, oh, you know, I don't believe in magic, but you just can't teach McDavid to do what he does, or you can't teach Crosby to do what he does, because you know, practice and developmental environments doesn't lead to the outcome that we're seeing here. 
it's just something else. It's, it's just magic. So that's, that's an impossible thinker. They, they see A and B, and that A leads to B, but they just don't really think it applies. They don't actually believe it. Now, the second type of thinker, the limited thinker, is a step up because they acknowledge these mechanical relationships between A and B. So, you know, that there's a pathway from A to B. And so what I mean by that is, you know, they, they probably understand that practice leads to improvement. So like with McDavid or Crosby, for example, they probably see that McDavid practiced skating with the Power Edge Pro. And that led to really great skating. But where the limited, limited thinker fails is they acknowledge this relationship. And by the way, do you guys like the birds in the background? Can you hear them? not an effect this is I'm actually outside at my parents place on the island and it's beautiful out here on the west coast rainforest so I'm hoping that this beautiful bird chirping in the background is soothing to you (laughs) as it is to me so where the limited thinker fails or is limited is in the fact that they think that A leads to B, but because that pathway, because they can't see another pathway, they think that that pathway is reserved for certain people. So in reality, there's probably like a million pathways from A to B, but they only see one. They, the story they tell themselves is that PowerEdge Pro equals McDavid skating or special basement in dryer leads to Crosby's shot. They don't acknowledge that there's other pathways that exist. For example, perhaps McDavid and Crosby's hips are set up in a kind of unique way that combined with their developmental environment to give them this skating technique. Perhaps there was an obsession with shooting or stick handling or rollerblading that just somehow developed, which led to these obscene amounts of practice hours. Who knows what that other pathway is? But just because we can't see it, or just because the average person can't see it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. We'll talk about that a bit more with limitless thinking. This third type of thinker is someone I call a delusional thinker. Now, the delusional thinker is different from the limited thinker in that they're a bit more positive. For example, where the limited thinker says, oh, there's a mechanical relationship between practice and performance, or exercising and getting in shape. They see one pathway. And if, if, if it just so happens that the pathway that they see Is the pathway that works? Remember, there's probably a million. If it just so happens that the pathway they see is the one that works, then they get what they want. They move from A to B. The delusional thinker is a bit more positive. They see like practice and they they see A and they see B. And 
while they know A probably has a pathway to B They kind of ignore that And they just say Well I'm just going to get to B I don't really know how I'm going to kind of ignore the mechanical relationship I'm going to kind of ignore the pathway And I'm just going to get to B somehow So you see this with players who are like I'm going to make the NHL and, and they say that, and this is really tricky because a lot of, it's tough to, to decide who's a limitless thinker and who's a delusional thinker and who is a limited thinker. But I'm gonna give you some clues. The delusional thinker is gonna ignore their reality. So the delusional thinker might be in, let's say, midget B or C or bantam C and say, I'm gonna make the NHL. And you say, well, how? Or you say, you know, what, what makes you so sure? And they say, well, I'm just going to do it. I'm more dedicated than the next guy. But the delusional thinker doesn't examine the relationship between dedication and the NHL. Dedication isn't a viable pathway because there's plenty of players who are dedicated who don't make the NHL. There's something else. And so the delusional thinker might imagine a pathway that works and be really positive about it. They might definitely think that, you know, that my imagined pathway is definitely going to work. But then they take that pathway and when reality spits back in their face that it's not working, you know, they, they imagine another pathway that doesn't work. Now, how this differs from the last level, which is a limitless thinker, is something that you have been trained to do. That is to have this belief that there is no limits. Nothing is impossible. But ground that belief in an observed reality, in an observation of mechanics. Now, limitless means that you're acknowledging that there are limits, but then finding which mechanical relationship leads you where you want to go. Now, this takes balls. It takes courage because you have to test a whole bunch of approaches. If we look at hockey culture, what we see is that hockey culture wants you to believe that A leads to B, but only through one pathway. Often it's this thing called this myth of, of discipline and dedication and hard work mixed with this myth of talent. But there are a whole bunch of other pathways, like understanding mechanics, rhythm, what are the magic mechanics, fear-tension relationships. These pathways are things that we are testing. So what we're doing here is we have this belief, this limitless belief of something big that can happen. And then we, the del- remember the delusional thinker is going to imagine a pathway there and not really test it against what's really happening. They're gonna imagine the pathway, they're not gonna test it, they're just gonna hope it works out, 
And then when it doesn't get there, they're going to imagine something new. The limited thinker is going to say, oh, A leads to B through this pathway. And if I'm right, I'm lucky. And if I'm wrong, well, that's the end of it. I'm going to revert to impossible thinking. The limitless thinker is going to say, hey, you know, I have this really big goal, this really big dream. There exists some pathway to do it because someone's done it before. The first 10 pathways I tried didn't work because I tested them and they didn't work. So now I'm going to test something new. And testing requires courage. Testing requires stepping outside of the culture, outside of the norm. So when you're testing, that's the hard part. Because you need to see if your hypothesis is true. If your hypothesis gets spit back to you in the real world as delivering results. So that's the process you need to learn to love, is this process of testing, being proven wrong, and then testing again, trying something new. And being okay with being wrong, and not trying to delude yourself into your real world results. You don't want to just imagine that they're right when they're not. So it's this really interesting mix of positivity, belief that you'll, you'll win in the end, and just cold, hard realism that is your test generating results. And this is the approach I try to instill now with Train 2.0 and the membership, which is that you want to take a movement, you want to take a pattern, you want to take an idea, create a hypothesis, test it against your own feeling and results. You want to have a big goal, a big vision. And then you want to have some hypotheses on how you're going to get there. And depending on how those hypotheses work out, you double down on what's working or you abandon them. But you have to try lots of hypotheses. And hockey culture is not really set up in a way to have players test these hypotheses. Hockey culture wants you to stay in a box. It wants you not to try new things. It'll have you believing things, remember, limited mindset, that, oh, if you don't make it on this team, you can't make it to the next team, and then you can't make it to the next team, and so, therefore, you can't make the NHL. That's limited thinking. Delusional thinking is an example, one of my friends, Corson, who you should follow, by the way, Corson Searles on Instagram. He was talking about how, in the playoffs, he was getting lots of shots, but he wasn't scoring. Now, as you guys know, the, the formula for goal scoring is really simple. It's amount of shots times your conversion percentage. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. So it allows you to understand the relationship between goal scoring and shooting percentage, so skill, and shots. So that's your pattern or, or mindset. And Corson was saying that the last part of the season, he was scoring a lot of goals or he was taking a lot of shots. And the problem was is that he wasn't converting. He said if he was being honest with himself, his wrist was hurting, and it wasn't allowing him to shoot the puck the way he normally could, which is interesting. What kind of thinking does that fall under? If you guess delusional thinking, 
That's correct. Now, Corson is one of the most realistic, egoless people I know. And yet, he got tricked into delusional thinking. Why is that? Because he believes this myth of no excuses. He thought that, oh, even though my wrist is hurting and definitely affecting my shot pattern, I'm going to ignore that. And I'm just going to somehow score these goals. But in reality, shooting percentage was dictated by how his wrist felt. If he had acknowledged that limit, he might have found a workaround for that. He might have said, well, wrist pain is, is holding me back. Maybe I need to really dedicate my, my time to my wrist pain, and that'll fix everything. And my guess is, is that if he kept his shooting rate, so the amount of shots per game, high, and he fixed his wrist pain, if he dedicated inordinate amounts of time to fixing his wrist, he would have scored more goals. So that's limitless thinking. Acknowledging the limits and then finding a new pathway to get to where you want to by testing hypotheses. Interestingly, another option might have been that maybe he tried a different pattern for scoring goals, one that doesn't rely on shots from far out. Maybe one from tipping shots from in, in tight, more like a Crosby style. So by not acknowledging the reality of a sort wrist, Corson slipped into delusional thinking instead of thinking, slipping into limitless thinking, which is still maintaining your vision on the end goal, still knowing you can achieve it, but just finding a new pathway there. That's limitless thinking. That's what Musk says when he sees Warren Buffett, sees Warren Buffett, you know, one of the, the best most renowned investors in the world, you know, giving him the gears over moats, and Musk decides he's gonna start a candy company in competition. Limitless thinking. That's what happens when Bezos trained Wall Street to give him cheaper capital. Limitless thinking. So I hope that you find this characterization of thinking to be helpful. I do intend to expand on this because I think it's important. And as you guys know, this is part of my system of getting better at explaining these things because it's my first foray into this world. Let me know what questions you have that will clarify my thinking. Th these are just the observations I've had and I'm aiming to take these observations and apply it to my own life as a hypothesis of sorts and I'm hoping that you guys are going to be the benefits of the result of this type of thinking thank you for listening today I'm really glad you could join me really interested in what you have to say and make sure to check out the blog article where you can read this in written form so just check out train2.0.com slash blog. Thanks for listening.